This week on the show, our pop culture news, we talk about Guillermo del Toro's movie Pinocchio, and fortune cookies. It is April 2023, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us again this week. My name is Brian, and I'm joined, as always, by my two wonderful co-hosts, Linnea. Hello. And Evan. I, I'm. That's me. Welcome back to you both. Welcome back to everyone. What is new in the pop culture world this week? I couldn't think of anything new, so I'm using an old one. Okay. <laughs> but um, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out on like May 12th. That's exciting. I mean, recently they put out a really good trailer for it. I haven't watched the trailer yet. That's not surprising. <laughs> the trailer basically showed exactly what the game is and what the plot would will be like without telling us what the game is and what the plot will be like. Huh? Huh? I know. It's weird, but it, it works for me, I guess. Okay. It was really good. And... You're both excited to play it when it comes out, right? Yeah. Do you think we can play Zelda? No, Linnea. Oh, I'm okay with Link, I guess. <laughs> do Do you always play as Link in every one of those games? I think so. Yeah. Except in the Champions game. Oh, yeah, in Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. So who exactly is Zelda? Isn't she a princess? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does depend on the game. Why does Link always have to save her? Does she just have a knack for getting in trouble? Uh, it's a really complex lore thing. I can try to explain it. Maybe on an episode where we talk about that game. <laughs> I mean, but the it thing might is, take a while, it, it takes place over multiple games, the lore. Oh, okay. And so it's, it's just really complicated. Yeah, except every game he's trying to save her, isn't he? Yeah. Or Or is she not even... Maybe I'm showing that I don't know anything about it. Maybe he doesn't have to save her. Maybe she's sending him on a quest. No, no, yes, he It's more like she, she needs his help to save everyone else. Oh, okay. Because she's like stuck in some sort of like time thing trying to save everyone. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, the god of the world fought the evil god of the world, and now they're in like an infinite time loop of every like 100,000 years. There's an evil god that reincarnates into good... And two, like, good gods that reincarnate. Yep. And it's called the Triforce. <laughs> mm. Yay. There's two of them, but it's called the Triforce? Well, there, there's no, an, an evil god and then, like, two good gods. Oh. And one of the good gods is Link and the other one is Zelda. Link, Link is a god? He's a reincarnation of a god. Oh, kinda. okay. That's why he can wield the Master Sword. Oh. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, what's your guys' pop culture reference? My pop culture reference is that the new like Minecraft Legends game came out. That's fun for you. It's basically just like a Minecraft game where you build an army of different mobs and then fight evil people from another dimension. What's your favorite mob? Uh, it's in the game or like sure, sure. It's just in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite mob in Minecraft is probably the snow golem or the parrot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see you being that. Yeah. You only played Minecraft for like five minutes ever. I've played for hours. 
Okay, then. So, okay, so this new game, is this totally different than Minecraft, or is it just an add-on, or what? It's a completely different game from Minecraft. And did you have to buy it? Yeah, you have oh. to buy it separately from Minecraft. Okay. So yeah. you have it? No. Oh, yeah. so you don't I, have it. I don't have it. But, yeah, this is actually the third separate game that l- looks like Minecraft, but it is completely different than Minecraft. So why are they making these other games, then? Because Minecraft is the most sold game in history, so... Right, so why not just make an add-on? I, I don't know. I guess it's, I'm just... It just seems weird to me. I mean, they do kind of make add-ons for Bedrock Edition. <laughs> Minecraft is just really popular, so people make other games about Minecraft. Oh, so this is not by the makers of Minecraft? It's by the same studio, so I guess, yeah. Okay. Uh, My news this week is Star Wars related. I don't know if you've heard this, Evan. But I guess they're going to make another movie starring Daisy Ridley as Rey. Oh, no. And they've announced that. Um, Wait, what more is there to tell? Well, yeah, that's sort of my (laughs) thing. And and I guess John Boyega might even be coming back as Finn. I'm I'm not quite sure. Oh no, uh, they're gonna start another. I don't know. Like, yeah, what's this gonna be? This this one's not gonna be the Skywalker saga. It's just gonna be the Ray saga. The Ray saga. Every every episode of it is just Ray. I don't know. I'm not I'm not quite sure what to think about it because I think there's just kind of a Star Wars overload right now. <laughs> We have so many shows to get caught up on, Dad. Right, yeah. Yeah, we just finished watching The Mandalorian, but we still have The Bad Batch to finish. We have Andor to finish. And there are more coming out. There's a show called Andor? Yep. Sounds like a Star Wars thing. It is. Oh. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) It seems like one of the best Star Wars shows. Yeah, yeah, it was highly reviewed. I think we only watched the first two episodes so far. Yeah. And then we, I don't know, got sidetracked doing other things. But then there's a new uh, there's a new Ahsoka show coming out. So yeah, there's all this stuff coming out. I I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, they're they've announced a movie, and it'll have Ray in it. Yay. I guess she's making a Jedi Academy or or something or other. I think she's just like, it's also basically a sequel to the show Star Wars Rebels, kind of, mm. because it. Seems to have all this exact same cast, except just in live action. All right. Well, there we go. There's our pop culture news. Now it's time to move on to our main topic, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. So this week we watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. It's a movie that came out in 2022. It's a stop-motion animated film directed by, of course, Guillermo del Toro, so the screenplay for the movie was by Del Toro and Patrick McHale. I'm sure you all know the story of Pinocchio. It's about a little wooden puppet who comes to life. We'll we'll get into that in a this minute. The story is a, a lot different than that, though. A few of the actors voicing the characters in the movie we had uh, we had Ewan McGregor, Byrne Gorman, Ron Perlman, John Turturro, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, Tim Blake Nelson, Christopher Walls, and Tilda Swinton. Who's Finn Wolfhard? Well, you should know who that is, yeah, right, Lenny? No, but no, who was he in this movie? Oh, who was he in the movie? <laughs> oh. So, for those of you who don't know what Lenny is asking about, Finn Wolfhard was, you know him from Stranger Things, right? Yeah, and yeah. also It. And also, which you, I have you watched, watched it? it? No, I haven't, oh. but he's in that. Okay. 
He was Candlewick. Oh. Oh, yeah, he was one of the the young boys who bullies Pinocchio. Who names their child Candlewick? Well, that's not his name. It's just like a nickname for him. What? How do you know this? Because I watched the movie. What were what, you doing? What was his real name then? I, I forgot. I don't think he had a real name. His name was just Candlewick. No, he he had a real name. Although, although Candlewick is... When I look at the name, it says Candlewick is a fictional character who appears in Carlo Collodi's 1883 book, The Adventures of Pinocchio. So I guess that is his name. I don't I don't know. Where did you think that he had a name from? No, in the movie, it literally said that he had a name. Hmm. But just anyway. that his father called him Candlewick because he was weak. So first thoughts on this movie. It's very um, fascist Italy. Well, when I watched the trailer for the first time, I saw it was a Pinocchio trailer, but what Pinocchio looked like, it really surprised me because I'd never seen Pinocchio look like an actual like wooden type puppet before. Like look made look like he looks like he's made out of actual like tree wood bark. And then then like the Disney Pinocchios, he just kind of looks like a puppet that could be made of like anything really. Yeah, right. He's not painted or anything. He's just no. just a some pieces and of he wood. Looks- he doesn't look human. He looks like some kind of little elf wood creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good observation. When this movie first came out like a year ago, I watched a review for it on YouTube. And I got from that this movie is definitely different from the original plot. And it had a few like weird parts. But I didn't think the entire movie would be just a bunch of weird parts. <laughs> What so what what struck you as weird about it? The whole plot of being in fascist Italy. Oh, okay. And like everything is very dramatic. There's bombings. Right, okay. Yeah. I so so my take on it is is I actually liked that. I mean, I didn't dislike it. I just it was very surprising and different. Yeah, yeah, and that's I guess that's what took me by surprise using the same word. You know, when when we picked this movie to watch on our movie night, I was half-heartedly like, oh, okay, whatever, I, Pinocchio. Uh, probably because Evan, you and I had watched that recent Disney live-action remake. You guys remake. watched that? Yes. Oh. Why? I don't know why. What? It was because I like to torture Evan. myself. It was not <laughs> It good. was just the exact same story as Pinocchio, except worse. Wasn't there, like, no need to even make it live-action? Right. Because they just used yeah. CGI. There was no need to make it live-action, but they did, and it was bad. And so I really wasn't looking forward to watching this, but I have to say I came out at the end of this movie really loving it. I was, It's such a interesting take on the story. I, I like the whole fascist Italy part of it. You know, it's like the way that people take old Shakespeare plays and modernize them or, you know, set them in the roaring 20s or they put them in a different setting and it it gives the whole story a a more modern meaning. And I think that really works in this case. Yeah. I also didn't, hasn't Guillermo del Toro made a bunch of horror things in the past? Yeah. And that, so yeah, that was another reason that I wasn't really looking forward to to this movie because I thought, well, this is going to be like really horror or something. I was kind of wanting it to be horror. Oh, you were wanting it to be horror. <laughs> I thought that'd be cool. Yeah, but then, but one of the notes I wrote when we were watching this is that, you know, building yourself a wooden puppet is kind of creepy in itself. I mean, 
Do you, do you think that like this guy, you know, he's mourning the death of his son and he he builds this wooden puppet that looks I mean, at first it looks kind of creepy. You I sort mean, of, he does it out of drunken rage. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, at first at first I think this puppet is kind of creepy looking, but then I think we get used to it. One of the first scenes we see of it being alive is it like crawling out of I forgot what it is, but it's just like it's on its four legs. Yeah, its head is just like spinning around. It's doing that lobster thing from the yeah. from the um, Exorcist kind of movies. It's just, They're crab. Walk. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, and it's and it's filmed like that too. It's in the dark. It's in the attic. He's like moving around in the shadows. It's it is creepy. Yeah. Like his limbs are like really long, really skinny, and splint. Yeah, little spindly wood sticks. I found it kind of like. In t- like scary the way that Pinocchio was like put together because you'd expect if you were making a puppet after your dead son you'd be doing it like gently with care but when we're watching the scene where Pinocchio is built he's like jamming the wood together like hammering it aggressively I mean once I again like, oh, drunk and rage <laughs> yeah yeah another thing that surprised me about this movie that I didn't know is that it's a musical <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was a musical yeah. I mean not and I don't think it's a musical in the sense that we think of, you know, Hamilton or, you know, West Side Story. But it, it's, it's just, just like one character sings that. There's time. a few. Yeah, there's a few songs and there's sort of a running joke that he keeps getting. Well, I don't know if oh, I the, should the, say it. Maybe I don't want to give it away. There's a running joke about the music um, and it's kind of amusing. So that's about all like, I'll say. This The second song where Pinocchio is just like asking what things are and what use they have. I don't know why, but that song is just stuck in my head sometimes. Really? Okay. I thought the um the whoever was voicing Pinocchio just sounded like so cute and innocent. What do you do? What do you call it? Call it. That voice actor's name was Gregory Mann. Wow, that's a weird name for someone who sounds like a child. Well, he is a child from his picture. It looks like he was about eight or nine years old. Why would you <laughs> name a kid Gregory? Like the last name Mann. It's yeah, like so that's so that's Pinocchio. Gregory man, it's like um, you're annoyed with someone. Gregory man, <laughs> we had Ewan McGregor as Sebastian J. Cricket. What did you think of the cricket in this movie? It, it, he wasn't. Okay, he didn't really do a lot. Yeah, he? like he was kind of just there for like comic relief. It felt he like was there for the first. Well, he was the narrator. Yeah, but like he didn't do much in the story. He was there for the first like third of the movie. Then he got squashed and didn't do anything. Squashed. Yeah, by, by the weird. <laughs> like, because you'd expect ape him guy. to be like Pinocchio's conscience, like helping him, but then he just gets stuck with um, Geppetto. Oh, the whole okay, movie. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And so, like, when at the end of the movie, she's like, "Oh, I'll give you, I'll give you your one wish," which happened in the original Pinocchio. It almost like didn't really make sense because he didn't really play his part as being Pinocchio's conscience. I mean, he said he tried his best. Yeah, he tried his he, best. He yeah. tried, got squashed. <laughs> And another thing I notice is like the Star Wars universe, it seems like people can understand animals. You know, like yeah. like, like there's a there's a monkey that somehow seems to communicate with people. It can well, talk um, through puppets. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't know, the like the cricket. D- does the cricket actually talk? I'm pretty sure that was just like the magic of like the, the thing that made it be able to talk. Oh, okay. The angel type yeah. creature. What'd you think of those angel type creatures? I, l- I really like the way that they're animated. I thought yeah. they looked really, it's really cool. It's a biblically cool. accurate angel. Yeah, I haven't kept calling it that, yeah. It it was very, it reminded me in a way, when we first see the, 
that first spirit that come and, and animates Pinocchio, it felt very Miyazaki to me. Mm. How those little, like I pictured the soot sprites, right? Because there's just these little white things floating around and then they coalesce into like eyes on the wings of this angel looking creature. That was just so cool. I love that. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What do you like better, the angel of life or the angel of death? I actually liked that angel of death more. Or is it death or is it more afterlife? I think it's death. Okay. Because nobody else was alive there except for those. Except for the the black rabbits. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're called the Black Rabbits. Yeah, the rabbit guys. She was really chill. Like she's yeah. <laughs> like I, like Pinocchio had this consequence of every time he died, he had to spend a little bit longer in like the dead world. And she's like, "Oh, well, you can just hang here with me." And I'm like, "I'd love to hang out with her. She seems so cool." <laughs> yeah, I I I was worried she was gonna get like really annoyed with Pinocchio. But, like the longer he was there, that was more torture for herself than for him. I feel like. Uh, yeah, so the story, I mean, it, it's pretty much the story that we know of Pinocchio, except set in, as we've mentioned, fascist Italy. Did you like the changes? I, I, I don't think I've ever seen the first one, so mm-hmm. I guess so. I like, I like how dark it was. <laughs> I think the changes kind of make the story make more sense. I, I totally agree, yeah. Because in, like, the Pinocchio live action movie and I which ugh. um the Pinocchio just kind of joins the circus because he can and then he he's like stays in it because he can and he has the option to go back didn't they like totally eliminate that one like fox character yeah that's another thing that I I liked is the that fox. we didn't have that the fox character no they do well except him. except that it's human yeah he's yeah. just a foxy guy right right <laughs> <laughs> Foxy man. Yeah, so there's no the only real talking animal is the cricket and then we have the monkey who sort of talks through puppets except that the guy can understand them. That's what I was talking about. You know, it's sort of that Star Wars universe where where people can understand droids but we can't. You know, that the the guy who owned the circus could understand the monkey but we couldn't. Mm-hmm. I I just found that interesting. It was an interesting choice. But why could the monkey talk with the puppets? Oh, like, well, he was, yeah. Like he gave them voices. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he gave them voices, didn't he? Yeah. Or she, because it was actually Kate Blanchett who oh. voiced the monkey. Oh, I, I don't know. Why can't the monkey just give voice to him <laughs> just to himself? Maybe some kind of a speech impediment, right? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe if the monkey were to talk, it would sound like Yoda. 
That would be interesting. Mm. But the puppets didn't sound like Yoda. I mean, I've never seen Yoda use a puppet. Yoda was a puppet. <laughs> but he didn't use a puppet. In fact, well, and that and that brings me to another thought that I had about this movie, which I'm kind of going to get to in a minute because i got to go roundabout about it. So the original Pinocchio, you know, the Disney one, was was animated, you know, hand-drawn. Next we had this this terrible live-action version. Now we have yeah. this... Now there we have the stop like motion. A, a 3D animated one that also came out oh, okay. at the same time. So now we have the stop oh, yeah, motion animated. And which do you think works better or best and, and why? I think the original hand-drawn one. I think there's just always going to be something kind of magical about that original hand-drawn yeah. one. Because even if I've never watched it, like I can just kind of tell that it's something that people have a lot of like nostalgia over. Just the Disney look is always... Personally, I... I th- yeah, I think that's like the Disney look. For me personally, I like the stop motion better. But I think they're both telling very different stories. And I think that the medium that each one chooses represents kind of the story it's telling. Where like the first Pinocchio was like this hand-drawn magical adventure type story. And this one's kind of this like darker, more creepy, realistic, sad story. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a great observation. I completely agree with one. I was <laughs> going to say yeah. that basically, but. Yeah, the live action one just doesn't work for me. Live action is just not like p- the original Pinocchio. You can tell how much work is put into it, and that's also the same with this one. I mm-hmm. feel like what's the point of making live action movies if it's not human characters? Right. Yeah. Because like with the Lion King, like what was the point of that? Like you're just taking <laughs> the expression away. <laughs> so going back to the f- point I wanted to make, where I, I just want to talk about this first was. I think there's sort of a um there there's kind of a meta quality about this movie being stop motion animation because if you think about it everything in the movie was puppets. Mm-hmm. And the movie is about a puppet coming to life, you know, brought to life by an angel and here here everything in the movie is is being you know I'm kind of doing air quotes brought to life <laughs> uh. by by the animators or know, <laughs> angels, whatever, you know, us people are making this story and we're making these things come to life. I just thought that was, that was really an interesting choice mm. to do it stop motion. I mean, I'm not sure if there's some deeper meaning there, but it's just something I was thinking about. That's a cool thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so of some of the other stop motion animation things that we've seen... How does this compare? So, so I'm thinking of things like uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, or uh, the Isle of Dogs. What you don't? Why do you not like I'm, Kubo and the Two Strings? Sm- that movie still scares me. Still scares you. I, I, that's <laughs> or also like. Oh, Kubo was so sad. Night before Christmas. Nightmare. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep, that's another one. Christmas. Are there some stories that just work better as stop motion, do you think? Yeah. I think all these stories have like a vaguely creepy element to them, too. Yeah, like stories that are somewhat creepy. Really. I think there's just a way that you can like move stop motion characters that looks a little bit not human, and ju- it just makes it a little creepy. Mm. What about Wallace and Gromit? I, f- I find Wallace and Gromit a little bit creepy. Really? Like, I remember watching it as a child and being scared. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. I love Wallace and Gromit. Oh, yeah, there's also Chicken that. Chicken Run. 
<laughs> well, that's scary. Chickens are getting their heads chopped off. The end of Chicken Run, where the person dies. That's a, that was a little scary death. I think maybe I just find stop motion creepy. <laughs> like, which isn't a bad thing. It's just. There's also that cool. one movie. Oh God, I can't remember names of movies where the girl gets sent to another dimension from the. Oh, Coraline. Yeah, Coraline. Mm-hmm. Have you guys watched Peach and Pete? James called? and the Giant James Peach. And the Giant Peach. Yeah, James and the Giant Peach is a movie that I don't think I've ever watched, but I've like seen videos of it, and I read the book, and it's just it's like it seems like a sweet like adventure story, but I also found I found the story really creepy too. Okay. I think I did watch the movie. I, I feel actually. like we all watched it once. Uh, yeah, I think we did. Yeah. I remember vividly that movie. Well, that rhinoceros <laughs> was scary. <laughs> the rhinoceros killed its parents. All right. Well, those were some of the things that I had wanted to talk about. Do you two have anything you want to talk about? What did you guys think of like the music and the songs? Oh, yeah. So the, the actual orchestral music like the soundtrack yeah because i've been i listened to some parts of the soundtrack on spotify and i thought it was really pretty yeah i love the soundtrack it it was by uh uh, he has a french name is it alexander desplat i'm not sure how to pronounce his name yeah alexander desplat again i'm i'm sure i'm pronouncing that wrong yeah i i think i was commenting right after we watched it that the music vaguely reminded me of some Hayao Miyazaki, you know, the mm. music you'd find in in those kind of movies, but then also some of the music you'd find in some Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, it, it was just it had a very a very eclectic mix, I th- I think, of feel. But it worked. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I I've barely listened to any music, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Evan is not a music connoisseur. I only listen to like. Old, like, 1800s classical music. That's really weird. Like, what? Actually, no, I know a lot of people who do that. And they're all weird, too, so you're good. <laughs> so, one thing I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but it really stuck out to me. And I'm not sure if this was on purpose by Guillermo del Toro or what. But So, in the beginning of the movie, we have Geppetto, and he has a son, and his son uh, dies eventually, of course, <gasps> which is why... He creates Pinocchio. But that death scene where... So his son runs into a, a church. Okay, spoilers. If, if if you don't want to know how his son dies, skip the next few minutes. But So his son goes into the church, right? And the church is bombed because there's war going on. And that whole scene where, where Geppetto is walking out, he's going down some stairs, he turns around, the building explodes, fireball comes out, his son's cap or something comes out, you know, rolling out or flying out that it was, it was almost scene for scene, just like the scene in, in, uh, big hero six. Big <gasps> hero That's six. what it reminded me yeah, of. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I was watching that going, this is, this is, it's like identical. It was just so bizarre how similar that scene was to the death scene of, of a hero's brother. Cause I was watching it. And I was like, what does that remind me of? Huh? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I wasn't before. the only one. Uh, but but then I started thinking. I wonder, like, was this on purpose? Because in a way, is Baymax a a puppet brought to life? Except that Baymax they're both is kind of like things. Because Baymax was built by Tadashi, and like the pine cone was something that Carlo found and like cultivated. Yeah, yeah. So I was wondering if that was sort of a nod to Big Hero Six, or whether it was just <laughs> totally an accident. But it was just so 
almost identical. It, it, it can't be an accident. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we've ever reviewed Pig Hero 6. No, 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 we haven't. we got to do that. Yeah, we have to do that one of these days. Anyway, though, yeah, that, that scene, that just, it just stuck out to me like, whoa, this is... <laughs> do you think this movie deserved to win the Oscars over, like, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, or... Oh, was it up against them? Yeah, it Wait, won. did it win? Oh, I think so. It won? Yeah. Yeah. This um, year. Okay. So having seen Puss in Boots now... Yeah, and, and I did like Puss in Boots, although they're I wasn't... Both, I don't know, it's almost hard to put them against each other because they're, they're such very, different. They're very movies. different, yeah. Very different vibes. Yeah. This one's a lot more serious, like, dark tone. Because... Puss in Boots is, like, adventure. I like Puss in Boots better than this movie, but I I would still give the Oscar to this one because of all the work that was put into it. Sure, sure. Yeah, the the stop motion work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I I agree with you. Yeah, I think it definitely deserved any awards that it that it won. I think through like story and stuff, Puss in Boots is better though. Yeah, this this actually won. Uh, I'm just looking here. It won best original score in animated film, best original song, uh, best animated film, best animated feature. Yeah, it, it's won. Lots and lots. The list here just goes on and on. Yeah, Golden Globes. Golden Globes at one's best animated feature film. I think I like like the characters and stuff and Puss in Boots better. But like this story, like it had like a lot of deeper themes that were like it was more interesting to like think about. And Puss in Boots, I was kind of just watching to like enjoy it. But this movie, I could watch and I was like, oh, that's deep. Yeah. To me, the themes in Puss in Boots are deeper than. I mean, they they both were about death. Yeah. And, and... Like, this one was also about, like, war and, like, faces. <laughs> I think, to me, Puss in Boots, like, conveyed their theme in a way that fits better for me. Mm-hmm. But that could be also said about this movie for other people. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, both both movies struck a chord with me. I mean, they, they both had meaning in it. But, yeah, I think, Evan, like like you said, I think the probably the extra work put in for the animation is probably what gave gave this one the edge for the awards all right well if that's about it why don't we do our our wrap up i'll go first i i enjoyed this movie i think it was like i said going into it i wasn't really looking forward to it so i was very pleasantly surprised i i will probably definitely watch this again sometime because i thought it was it was a good movie i'll give it uh 8.5 I think I'll give it an 8.52. I really enjoyed it, especially the art and the music. Yeah. If you like history or you like Pinocchio or anything, anything really. For me, it was like a really time convenient thing because yeah. in my history class, we're learning about World War II and like Mussolini right now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, as someone who loves just history in general, I found all of that very interesting i like well, it's not a competition <laughs> yes it is it is, connect- it is a competition i was connecting with you when i well, as someone who loves history in general i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i i think it's very good and i'm gonna give it a nine all right great 
Well, there we go. That's our wrap-up of Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Now, on to Fortune Cookies. My fortune this week is you should be able to undertake and complete anything you desire. Mine is listen these next few days to your friends to get answers you seek. Mine is partially cut off, so I don't know if this is what it says for sure, but it says you will be fortunate in everything you put your hands on. What does it say if if you didn't add? You will be fortunate in everything you put your hands on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. My name is Brian. I have been joined by Evan. That's me. And Linnea. That's me. Thank you so much for always doing this with me. It, it means a lot to hang out with you guys each week oh, and, thank you. and do this. Oh, it's I'll fun. always be there for you, Dad. Yeah, I'll always be there for you too. I know. Oh, don't go! Don't no, <laughs> no, don't do that. Do what? Don't do what? When <laughs> I'll, I'll always be there. <laughs> no. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. We're on all the various podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, listen to us, download us, tell all your friends. And other than that... These cookies smell like mini donuts this week. (laughs) Oh my gosh, they do. All right. Uh, Anyway, with that said, we will see you all next week. At the the lunch table. table. They smell like powdered mini donuts.